Hi there, welcome to Typical Books. I'm Lydia Peaver, and this is the podcast mirror of my YouTube show, Typical Books, where we talk about horror fiction. So, on with the show. Hi there, today on Typical Books, I'm going to do the book addiction tag. Now, I'd have to say that it's the nicest addiction to have, and I can stop any time, as evidenced by the first question. A while ago, I'd seen Pay at the channel Attention do this tag, and I've since seen, I guess, Getting Higgy with it, Murphy Napier, and today, in fact, I watched uh, Jason at Jason's Weird Reads. I actually paused my recording setup to watch that. So yeah, it is doing the rounds, really popular, and it's caught my eye, and I think about it every time I watch one of these videos. Book addiction tag, you say. Really quick, the newest album by Anne Rex, my husband's project, current project, is going to be out on the 2nd of April. We've been doing the cover art for it that you see here. And there's a little video based on the cover art that I'm supremely proud of. So you'll probably see it here. I'll be sharing it on social medias and everywhere. So yeah, check it out. Question one is what is the longest amount of time you can comfortably go without picking up a book? And it could be a week, really, honestly. I don't think I've gone any longer than a week in a very long time without reading a book. Uh, I do get migraines, so sometimes I can't read a book. So every couple days though, I usually read every day. I try to read every day. I'm sad if I can't read every day, but if I'm very busy, it's the furthest thing from my mind, right? So yeah, I could go a week without reading a book easy, but typically every two days, although I try to read every day. I know I'm repeating myself, but hey, whatever. That's the answer to the question. Question two is how many books do you carry on your physical person or a device? at any given time. And like many people, the device, I could carry hundreds of books, I suppose. But even though I do read two, three to six books all at once, I typically have the books in the places. Like I have a book down here for downstairs and a book upstairs or, or three for reading upstairs. I'll have a book at my office when I would go into the office. But I would bring uh, one physical paper book with me to the cafe quite often, specifically to read. Or if I wanted to read something in depth and pay very close attention to it, I would bring it to my favorite cafe to read. So that's really it. I would carry one book with me. When I travel, I bring multiple books because I could, I could very well finish a book. So yeah, it depends on where I'm going and why I'm carrying a book on me. I usually have a book at a time on the go on my Kindle and I can access that device remotely from other PCs and from my own computers, my phone, my tablet, like everywhere and a Kindle device. So like, yeah, I, I definitely make sure I have some way to read whenever I would jolly well please. Question three is, do you keep every book you receive? Are you happy to pass them on to make room for more? It's kind of a mix. I deeply regret the loss of every single book that I've given away. Even if it's a book that I'm not that interested in, there could be a rekindled interest in it later on. So I really wish, like nothing else in the world, I really wish that I could claw back every single book I've ever let go, really. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I make more room for books as opposed to making room among the books for more. So the definitive answer is no, I don't keep every single book that I've ever gotten. I wish. Question four is how long would you spend in a bookshop on a standard visit? And I'd have to say, I've never paid that close attention to it. An hour minimum. An hour is kind of what you need in a bookstore. Even if it's a bad bookstore, an hour is, is basically what you need. 
plus. I've definitely spent three, four hours at the Highway Bookshop, maybe three hours at Black Squirrel Books. So a traditional bookshop, I don't really spend that much time in, but a used bookstore, especially a sprawling, messy used bookstore, I could spend a long time, but an hour minimum. Question five was how much time per day do you actually spend reading? Uh, I spend about an hour minimum. Again, if a book is great, I can be lost there for countless hours, but I do plan for at least an hour of reading today. And it's funny to me that this question's answer is about the same as the last one. Question six is where does the task picking up a book appear on your daily to-do list? And if it's not first thing in the morning, it's the first thing after work. I, I always had a book handy when I'm working. Have I read a book while I'm working? Very rarely, maybe, maybe a dozen times every couple years, I will get a chance to read a book while I'm working. Even though I have one handy to read, I just usually too busy, but I like to read first thing in the morning because if I don't, I may not find time. And if I haven't, then I definitely plan to read after work at least an hour because it's very relaxing and I'm usually in the middle of a story. I want to find out what happens. Question seven is how many books do you reckon you own in total, including eBooks, which is an, a horrible question. What the hell? I don't know how many eBooks I own. A lot, a whole bunch. I have a uh, Kindle Unlimited. So I do have the prerequisite amount of Kindle Unlimited books ready to go at any time. I own a lot of eBooks before Kindle was as robust as it was, or books were as inexpensive as they are in digital format. I had downloaded a lot of classics from the Project Gutenberg or Gutenberg Project, whichever it is from archive.org. So I have a lot of those digital books. I don't even know how many. I have a lot of um, very chunky textbooks that I didn't want to purchase in its physical format. So I have a lot of those in eBooks as well. And all this you see before you. So hundreds, literally hundreds, if not thousands, if probably a thousand or two, I don't know, a lot. Question eight is approximately how often do you bring up books in conversation? And that really depends uh, if I'm speaking with someone who is academic minded, bookish minded, uh, literary minded, a writer, a reader, a booktuber, you know, uh, often, I suppose, very often me and my husband talk about books, even though he's um, not a booktuber or an academic or writer, you know, so it, it depends on the person. There's a lot of people I know that are not bookish minded. I don't bring up books randomly with people at work, let's say, for example. So often, I guess, depending. Question nine is what is the biggest book according to page count have you finished reading? And I don't know, I'd have to say maybe the stand, the unabridged edition, that's pretty long, but I don't remember how long Clan of the Cave Bear is or the Valley of Horses and they feel longer. So those are probably some of the longer books that I've read right there. They're like the size of Kleenex boxes. I mean, I don't, how do you guesstimate that? Once a book is over a thousand pages, it's just a thousand plus in my mind. It's lots, huge, massive tomes. Question 10, is there a book that you had to get your hands on against all odds? And that includes things like, you know, stocking bookstores or ordering direct and asking the author and things like that. There is a book I'm after right now. Funny you should ask. That seems impossible to get and I'm waiting for the libraries to be a little more approachable 
Um, it's called Rape of a Normal Mind, and it's by a local author about a Ottawa local crime that had happened in, I believe, the 70s. So it's a, it's a terrible true crime book, but it's written so close to when it occurred by a local journalist that I'm very, very interested in this book that is out of print, hard to get, right? So that's maybe one that's going to approach that. But I mean, I've been very lucky. There were some wonderful Kathy Koja books that I was gifted. So that sort of thing I don't go hunting for. But yeah, I give up pretty easily too, right? Question 11. Is there a book that you struggled to finish because you refused to DNF it? The DNF pile that did not finish thing. I, I could feel that I was struggling to finish House of Leaves because it was losing my interest by the end. That's maybe a contender right there. Uh, there's definitely books that I've skimmed through when I'm nearing the end, especially if the, the plot is falling apart, it's not ending in an expected or interesting way. So I, I wouldn't say necessarily struggle to finish though, because I will often just put it down. You'll notice if you see on my Goodreads, there's books that have been on my reading list for a long time. That's what's happening there is I'm struggling to finish them, I suppose. Or there's things that are just really long like uh, Providence After Dark. I'm not uninterested in that. I love it, but it's not something that needs to be read right away. It's not on the top of my priority list as far as reading goes, because it's just an enjoyable read. I guess it's my version of Archie comics in the bathroom. So the struggle is not real. Question 12 are what are some of or three of your main book goals for this year? And I think, I guess like, on the surface level, I want to hit my 52 books or whatever my goal was on Goodreads because I just wanted to read more than I did last year. And that seemed like a good rule of thumb to follow. Uh, one of my goals has already been realized, get new bookshelves. I mean, I suppose that was that was a goal because I'd been thinking of that for uh, like a year and a half, if not longer. And another goal, which is underway and turning out fine, thank you very much, is reading more true crime. Definitely want to read more true crime. And yeah, that's definitely happening and it's been super enjoyable. I find I rip through those books like super like reader candy. If I have a book addiction right there, that is my gateway drug to mainlining the shit. Question 13, have you ever had the privilege of converting somebody into a voracious reader by either inspiration or constant nagging? I don't know. I really don't know because I don't follow up. <laughs> I mean, I know some people that I, I know didn't read very often and through book lending or just having the availability and my willingness with particular people to lend particular books that might have helped. I'm not really sure. I'd have to follow up and ask them, but I mean, that's their business, right? That's their addiction, right? Unless we're going to like a book bar and, and down in, in the suds and confiding in the book tender. I don't know. Uh, I have family members definitely that I've not pushed books on, gently nudged books towards, and I have this bad habit of buying people books for every possible conceivable gifting adventure there is annually. So I, yeah, I push books on people. Whatever. I mean, what do you do? Question 14 is describe what books mean to you in five words. And I should have given this a little more forethought the most amazing brain food. Okay, so yeah, five words. That is it for the book addictions tag. I hope you enjoyed it. If you've done this tag, let me know in the comments below. 
because I love reading this particular tag. My next review coming up will be Let's Go Play at the Adams, and that was quite harrowing. It did live up to the hype in that respect, and I have quite a bit to say about it because it was the sort of book that made me think, and I would put it down in between times and mull things over before the story progressed so that I could really, you know, have something to gnaw on in between about three different acts I'd suppose that the story was split into that gives you a lot to think about and then when the book is over the way everything resolves I mean yeah really looking forward to talking about that and I'm probably going to put a poll up because there are a few true crime books I've read I don't know what people will want to talk about so I'm going to probably put up the John Wayne Gacy and then uh, Black Dahlia to see what I should be talking about. And of course, Conspiracies Uncovered, which is a video I really want to get to. So I'm going to try and get the other ones out because I really want to talk about Conspiracies Uncovered as well. So that is it. Thank you very much for watching and enduring my book addictions. Make sure that you have an okey spooky day. If you are looking for something new to read, some insight or reviews of horror you have read, or even talk from a writer's perspective, I hope you enjoy this little show. Feel free to check out the YouTube version by searching Typical Books, or visit me at lydiapeaver.ca. Thank you, and have a dark, devious day. Are you enjoying the music of Typical Books? You can pick up the new Anorax EP, Human or Nearly So, at Bandcamp for free by visiting anorax.com. Enjoy! Enjoy!